You are listening to South Florida Sunday. Our next guest is Dr. Vinay Saxena, a pediatric oncologist on staff at Palm Beach Children's. Uh, hello, doctor. Welcome to South Florida Sunday. Thank you. It's good to have you with us, and uh, we are anxious to talk with you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's a common type of childhood cancers. So as you know, like uh, the most common childhood cancer we see is leukemia. Uh, it's the acute uh, lymphoblastic leukemia. The second is brain tumors. And then as we go down the list, the lymphomas and other cancers come. But leukemia is the most common one. In your time as a doctor, have we come a long way in the treatment options for these types of cancers in young people? Oh, there has been tremendous growth in the field of oncology in the last uh, uh, decade or so, I would say, because if you look back in 50s and 60s, we were struggling even to diagnose cancer. We had no idea about how to treat them. And as we have evolved with uh, chemotherapy options, and then later on, targeted therapy, and now we are in the era of immune therapy, we are seeing uh, excellent prognosis in cancer, and especially children's cancer, I would say, since I'm a pediatric oncologist. We are looking at a cure rate of over 90% in leukemia, which is the most common cancer. So we have seen there's a big, big growth and development, and the research is ongoing still to, you know, reach that magic figure of 100%. Tell us, for parents who are listening to us this morning, what are some of the signs and signs and symptoms that parents should be looking for when their child, if they suspect there may be an issue with cancer? See, most of the time, as you are aware, like this happens in healthy children who really have no other issues majority of the times. I mean, of course, there are some predisposing conditions which have risk of cancer, but most of them are healthy kids. And usually when they present, they present with common signs and symptoms like a simple fever, flu type of symptoms like cold, cough, or sometimes unexplained diarrhea, abdominal pain, distension. So my request to them is like whenever they have these symptoms, try not to wait on it for a long time. I mean, try to get your primary care's attention as quickly as possible and then let them evaluate because most of the time, whenever we pick up these diagnoses, we would like to pick them up in an early stage than waiting too long. So uh, we keep imposing this not only on the parents, but also on primary care and other subspecialists just to make them aware that, you know, they should be investigated when something unusual or something which is happening for a prolonged duration of time. I want to go back to something we discussed just a minute or two ago. We were discussing how far we've come in treatment options for pediatric cancer. Can you give us some more details about some of the new treatments that are out there, some of the things that have you excited about fighting pediatric cancer? So if you look back at the history of the treatment, I mean, the good old chemotherapy was the option for a long, long time. I mean, we did achieve quite a good success with chemotherapy also. I mean, in layman's term, what chemotherapy used to do was it not only killed the cancer cells, but also in turn used to kill the healthy cells which are there in the body. So the side effects used to always be worrisome with the chemotherapy part. 
Then what happened is the evolution with targeted therapy because most of these cancer cells have got receptors. And now with the advent of increased techniques in the cytogenetics and flow cytometry, we are able to pinpoint those receptors and we are able to develop medications which can be directed against those receptors. So what we call as targeted therapy. So in turn, what had happened is you are now able to look at the cancer cell itself and kill them. So that way, the outcome has been better. And some of the protocols we use in the children's oncology group have chemotherapy and targeted therapy together, which has really shown a much improved prognostic outcome and also better tolerability. And now we are in an era where immune therapy has come in. I mean, initially, it has revolutionized in the adult tumors and now being incorporated in pediatric tumors. So what it does is you are actually exciting your immune cells in the body and targeting them against the cancer cells and killing them. So that's what we are using. And we have seen some good response with this immune therapy options, uh, both in adult as well as in pediatric tumors. So again, we are trying to see how the combination of these can help in improving the outcomes and at the same time, a better tolerability profile. We talked a, a few minutes about symptoms and warning signs of pediatric cancer. Uh, if a parent uh, has a history of cancer in their family, uh, is that something that they should be concerned about in their children? See, there are some cancers which are genetically related. If that is the case, then yes, you have to look into that. But most of the pediatric cancers are like any other children's risk which you see in the regular children. So I don't want to scare them that, yes, if one child is affected, then there is a risk in other child. It's not true. But yes, if there are some genetically related cancers, then that's where you start screening or monitoring and then look at. Like example, I can give you a simple, we have this Down syndrome patients. Down syndrome patients have increased risk of leukemia lymphoma. And we do monitor those patients, but we don't have to do anything exceptional or different, but just keep an eye and be aware that, yes, the risk is higher than the regular population. So like that, I won't want to scare that, yes, every cancer, if one parent gets the risk is in the child, that's not true. I know we've discussed different types of pediatric cancers, so there's not really a, a general answer to this question, but what is the survival rate looking like for pediatric cancers? So overall, if you look at the overall survival rate in general pediatric cancers, we are looking at about 70 to 75% at this point. And as I mentioned, individualized, if I go like, leukemias, which are the most common, especially the acute lymphoblastic or ALL, what we call, you're looking at um, almost cure rate over 90, 95% currently. So in general, yes, it's a very encouraging field. We have pretty good uh, survival rate in general, about 70 to 75%. And of course, here's the million dollar question. Are we getting any closer to a cure? Yes, what I'm talking is mostly cure. Yeah. I mean, um, like especially when I say leukemia has 95% cure, that means you are completely cured. That means you are living a near normal life. 
And also what we do is for most of our patients who are survivors, we run a survivor clinic where we look into the late effects of chemo and the other specialists also contribute to that based on the chemotherapy or the treatment they have received to monitor closely. So we do follow those patients even after completion of treatment, not only to pick up the risk of relapse, but also monitoring the late effects of chemo because some of them do have effects on other organ systems and also we do monitor those. And it's important that parents here in the Palm Beach County area know that we have a great facility right here in our community, Palm Beach Children's Hospital, that, uh, and you, of course, the pediatric oncologist there at Palm Beach Children's Hospital. Tell us about the great services and the great work you're doing there. So as a lot of people are not aware that the Children's Hospital, Palm Beach Children's Hospital, is a part of the, uh, is designated as the Children's Oncology Group Center. So Children's Oncology Group is an organization which has been there all over the United States as well as in different continents also. And they are the ones who have the cutting-edge research as well as the current guidelines for treatment for children's cancer, and we are a part of that. And most of the time, the protocols we are using to treat our children are basically children's oncology group protocols. So even if you go to any bigger center like a university hospital or any world-famous centers known for oncology, we follow the same protocols and guidelines. We also enroll on the clinical studies. We usually do phase two and phase three at our center. And we provide currently what is best available treatment option. And we have been fortunate enough that the center we work, uh, Palm Beach Children's Hospital, has most of the subspecialty centers also and subspecialists available to monitor and take care of our patients. So it's a pretty good designated children's hospital and the oncology program is excellent where we have support of social workers, we have support from the research staff, and very excellent oncology certified nurses monitoring our patients and providing the care. So uh, we have pretty much uh, treatment available for all the common type of cancers, what we see in children. Well, I just can imagine dealing, a parent dealing with uh, a child uh, with pediatric cancer, having to travel out of the, the area, having to travel out of the state, puts even more stress on the parents. And knowing that we have a world-class facility right here in Palm Beach County, uh, you don't have to move away. You don't have to leave your home to, uh, to try to address the situation. It's got to be a great comfort. So we're glad Palm Beach Children's Hospital is here. I want you to look into the future, doctor, and tell me what you see over the next 10 years when it comes to treatment of pre uh, pediatric cancers. I think the biggest challenge we are facing here is the cost of the treatment and also, I think, the cost of the health care. But definitely with the research which is going on, we are seeing a lot of improvement in the outcome, not only in the diagnostic techniques, not only in the histopathological diagnosis, as well as in the treatment guidelines. And I think with the current research and current resources available, we are hoping to improve the outcomes much, much better as well as safer. And at the same time, I think we need good resources and support groups to support these patients and families, which is badly needed because this is a long fight. 
and the parents do need this kind of help when they are dealing with it. So we definitely need a good support system, not only to take care of the treatment, but you know other non-medical issues also which families go through. Dr. Vinay Saxena, pediatric oncologist on staff at Palm Beach Children's Hospital. Thanks so much for being with us today and talking with us about the advancements and the services and programs available uh, for fighting uh, pediatric cancers. Thank you so much for having me.